So what do you think is the most popular Christmas movie of all time? What about the most popular Christmas song ever recorded? Do you have any idea on either one? I'll share which ones are at the top of the list that's coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Josh Raymond. Well, here we are. We've got three shopping days left, right? (laughs) And then it's Christmas. All right. Uh, The most popular Christmas songs, most popular Christmas movies. First of all, a little disclaimer, because it depends on how you quantify popularity. Um, There's a few different ways, of course, you could go. It's, it's, you know, what, what are your metrics? But let's start with Christmas movies here. If you go by box office numbers, it really is movies that were made in the last several years. They have earned more money box office-wide, you know, worldwide sales um, than some of the older movies. According to the top worldwide grossing numbers for Christmas movies, the animated movie that came out four years ago in 2018, The Grinch, it's at the top of the list. I, I've not seen that one. Um, I, I mean, I know the story of The Grinch, but I'm used to the old animated, like the 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 one that was back in, I don't know, it was somewhere in the late 60s or early 70s, had uh, oh, Boris Karloff. He was the one who did the, the narration for that. All right, so if you look at movies by streaming numbers for this year, and this is only for this year, well, this changes things a little. Forbes did a report um, on a study that was done this month by Samba TV. It's a TV tech company that offers analytics. And this study found that the most popular movies, uh, they go back a little. They're a little bit older. The Chevy Chase comedy National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, that was in the top spot, viewed by 8.6 million households. This was, I, I believe, uh, December 16th that this uh, information came out here just a little over a week ago. Another movie that was released more than three decades ago, Home Alone, that was the number two in that category as far as uh, households watching it, 8.4 million households watching Home Alone so far this year. Now, if you look at movies by ratings, critical ratings, it goes back much further. The top-ranked Christmas movie on the Internet Movie Database, or IMDb, is It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, That's Pretty expected there. Top-rated Christmas movie on Rotten Tomatoes. They have Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, so those are those are a few different categories there where you could look and say most popular movies, depending on again how you define popularity. When it comes to Christmas music, which song is the most popular? If you look at sales again, if you go by those numbers, the top-selling Christmas single of all time it goes to Bing Crosby. And this is according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Bing Crosby's recording of White Christmas is not only the best-selling Christmas or holiday single in the U.S., but also the best-selling single of all time. And better than a single from Elvis or the Beatles or anyone else, estimated sales in excess of 50 million copies worldwide. After that, everything else pales in comparison. The next closest is Mariah Carey's familiar song, All I Want for Christmas is You. But then Time Magazine, they took a different approach when asking that question of which uh, which Christmas song is the most popular. 
They asked the question, which song has been recorded more than any other Christmas song? What do you think? Any guess on which song has been recorded more than any other? Well, this, they, they did this back in 2014. They went through the records at the U.S. Copyright Office, which offers digitized registrations going back to 1978. So they collected data on every Christmas album recorded since 1978. And Silent Night, it turns out, not just the most popular Christmas carol, with 733 copyrighted recordings between 1978 and 2014, it's more than twice the <laughs> the other songs that are out there. Joy to the World, very distant second, about half as much, 391 recordings to its name, 733 recorded versions of Silent Night. So if that trend has held in the last few years, it means on average... 20 new copyrighted recordings of Silent Night are released every single year. But when it really comes down to it, whether it's music, whether it's films, taste is subjective. Some songs or some movies will speak to you more than others. Well, today on The Inner Life, we want to have a fun hour just looking at some of our favorite Christmas movies and some of our favorite Christmas songs. And of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with Santa or Rudolph or Frosty, but we especially want to take some time this hour to look at movies and music that really can help draw us into a deeper understanding of Christmas and the celebration of Jesus' birth uh, you know, over 2,000 years ago. I, I hope that you'll also call in with some of your favorite Christmas songs or Christmas movies. Uh, be able to share what they mean to you, how they've helped you to be able to know and love Jesus more, be able to reflect on this time of Advent, preparing, and then welcoming Jesus into the world at Christmas. And our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life, Father Michael Hurley, is back once again. Father Michael is a Dominican priest. He is the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in San Francisco. Father, welcome back to The Inner Life. Uh, I hope you've had a very blessed Advent season. Yeah, no, happy Advent to you, and, and may, in, in some sense, Merry Christmas. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, and we're, we're on the, in the home stretch here. Well, uh, so Father... Maybe we can start off, uh, and actually, I do want to open up the phones right away. A lot of times, we'll kind of have an opening conversation and establish, you know, the topic that we're discussing. But today, just because, you know, so many of us have those favorite Christmas songs or Christmas movies, something, again, that maybe has spoken to you, if you'd like to call in and join the conversation, our phones are open right now. The phone number is 888-914-9149. What is your favorite Christmas song? How does it help you to celebrate the birth of Jesus? You know, is there a line, uh, a lyric in that song that's really spoken to you, or maybe a Christmas movie that has helped you to reflect on our Lord's birth in Bethlehem? And again, that phone number, 888-914-9149. And before we jump into uh, movies or songs, you know, particular ones, maybe we can talk about the place of music, especially in worship you know, in, in more of a general sense, because I remember hearing years ago the, the line that's attributed to St. Augustine, that the one who pray, or who sings prays twice. And this kind of idea that when we take mere words of praise and adoration, when we refine those into maybe a poetic meter or, you know, there's the, the rhyming, when we put those words to a melody, we elevate those words into something far more. 
Yeah, and I, I, the, that quote that's uh, attributed, and it is, it is certainly uh, sourced from St. Augustine, is actually uh, half right as, as it was articulated. It's actually those who sing bene, those sing well, pray twice. <laughs> so he's, he's qualifying <laughs> the, the singing. He's quali- I, he, the implication is that if you're not quite sure how to sing, go, go ahead and, and, and kind of lower the decibel. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> sing, in, sing in your heart. That's the quote. I'm not making it up. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, and it makes sense because, you know, I just mentioned 20 new recordings of Silent Night every year yeah. on average. You know, there's going to be some that are going to sound better than others. That's just sure. going to be the nature of it. You know, even though there is that, that you know, subjectiveness of art, of, of music, but at the same time, you know, somebody like a Josh Groban is probably going to have a very, very beautiful rendition compared with, and I don't want to, you know, slide anybody, so I'll, I'll not say anybody particularly, but yeah, there, there's a difference. It, how about me? If I recorded a version of Silent Night, or me, yeah, it would exactly. not be of the same quality no. as a Josh Groban. Absolutely. No, and it's because it engages, music certainly uh, <laughs> animates our worship because it involves, I mean, speaking certainly engages, you know, physicality in a way but music in order to sing you have to actually you know i mean musicians and singers gotta are very it's an art there's a discipline to controlling your breath and 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 to being able to project and be able to kind of hit right on pitch and so there's there's a way in which uh, anytime there's more physicality or we're engaging our body in prayer it engages all of our person and so i think what saint Augustine is getting uh, there with the singing well part is it's not just you know kind of making any kind of noise but a, mo- a noise that has been or a, a music a sound that's been uh, crafted by a discipline and practice and the full engagement of who we are body soul and spirit and that's what that's what any music can do for us well i remember having a conversation years ago this was with uh, this was before i was ever catholic but it was somebody who um he played the organ at the church he went to, was part of the musician group there that helped to lead the singing and the worship. And he he said that his philosophy, and I really appreciated what he brought to it, he said his philosophy was looking to the words that St. Paul said to Timothy that an approved workman needs not to be ashamed. And he said, you know, the idea that we would have subpar music that we don't spend the time practicing to get it to where it invites other people into uh, well-crafted, well-rehearsed songs that they can worship. You know, the, the music shouldn't be a detraction because it's not done well. It should be something that people don't even think about how good it is because it should be offered to Christ himself. This is our offering to you, and we want to give you the very best. Absolutely. And in some ways, music and anything that has to do with our imagination. So, you know, the pageants we have or the movies or any uh, of that, if you will, uh, connective tissue that awakens our imagination really prepares us to receive. It puts us in that that sense of being able to connect with whatever whatever we're doing. And so it's interesting that there's this not necessarily the church herself doesn't draw a hard and fast line between the preparation for the coming of Christ at Christmas 
and especially in the oantiphons, uh, the, these last days of Christmas, last week of Christmas, the actual celebration of Christmas. So in other words, the preface of the Mass, I'll just make a little, a little analogy here to how we pray is how we believe. In the, in the preface for the Mass now, it's, it's changed. It's only said these seven days of the year. And it says this, it says, it is by God's gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of this nativity. In other words, our rejoicing, our singing, our engaging in kind of the works of this of the holiday season, if you will, the preparation for it, and that rejoicing already engages us in the worship and the celebration of the mystery. In other words, celebrating Christmas, even pre-Christmas, helps us to receive the Lord at Christmas. Oh, that's <laughs> beautiful. Words, there's not, <laughs> you know, there's not a hard and fast line where we have to be kind of kind of sober it's a little bit different from from lent in that way where there's this kind of kind of fasting and 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 kind of like a kind of deprivation so to speak sure. prepared to receive it's actually engaging in the work of preparing and rejoicing and singing and allowing you know watching the movies and singing the songs is, and that enable us to receive Christ as the Christ child. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that that would be the sense for anybody who's expecting a new child, too, because there's there's a lot of preparation yeah. that's happening there. You know, um, the the expectant mom might have had a baby shower. Um, you know, they're, they're exactly. getting the nursery rest ready. You know, there's, there's yeah. those things that are anticipating. Yeah. There's a lot of excitement uh, that's leading up to the birth itself. Um, so that seems very natural that we would have that in the liturgical life as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's why of, of all the songs that perhaps liturgically might be appropriate for this time, the, um, the O Come Come Emmanuel is, is right there. I think every church, you know, starts at some point in Advent singing that. But those are all the uh, have the refrain of come, you know, Emmanuel, come wisdom, come day star, come root of David, come <laughs> O key of David and so forth. It has all these images whereby inviting the Lord to come, we're already celebrating the mystery of his presence in our midst. Well, and that's what most of those have in there is that word come, come and see, come and, yeah. um, uh, yeah. oh, come all ye faithful, you know, another yeah. uh, familiar line there. Um, it's inviting us into that experience. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let, let's also talk, you mentioned, you know, the imagination that, you know, Christmas songs, well, I mean, you know, songs in general, hopefully are inspiring that imagination. Uh, you know, poetic license there, I think is important to talk about here too. The Little Drummer Boy, for instance, you know, mm. th- this account of a little boy who has no gold, no frankincense, no myrrh, he is yeah. called to come see this newborn baby king, Jesus. And the only gift that he has to offer is playing his drum. Um, You know, the song isn't trying to put across any sort of true historical or accurate (laughs) description of events that are happening there. (laughs) It's meant to help us imagine what it might have been like to be an observer, to be a participant there at the time. Um, and also to help us meditate on the fact we don't have to be wealthy or powerful, you know, that Jesus welcomes yeah. us even in our poverty. And I'm not really all that big of a fan of the song, The Little Drummer Boy. It's not one of my favorites, but I think it's important not to get overly analytical to a point that we lose focus on the main theme or the message of any Christmas song or Christmas carol. 
Yeah, no, I, I think here, as you kind of started with, it's kind of degustibus. You know, there's certain things that connect and draw us in. There's other things that, you know, we don't really connect with. But the I think the, the real point of this season, which is why it's a favorite for, for so many, is there's such a wide swath, <laughs> right? They kind of, there's something for everyone. There is. <laughs> you know, you can, get, you can get the Handel's Messiah, which speaks to a certain, you know, um, appreciation for that the kind of the, the the classical music and stuff but all, all the way down to you know more popular kinds of things and and sweet kind of sentimental kinds of stuff as well so there's there's really something for everyone because that's who Christ is he is everything for everyone again talking with father michael hurley today here on the inner life what is your favorite christmas song or your favorite christmas movie that has helped you to enter in uh, a more deep way, a more deep manner, into the expectant anticipation and the celebration of Jesus' birth? Is there maybe a line from a song that's really spoken to you, or a Christmas movie that has helped you to be able to reflect on our Lord's birth? And again, our phone number to call in and join the program, 888-914-9149, Father Brenda is calling in from Denver, Colorado. And Denver, uh, I'm sorry, Brenda, it sounds like uh, one of the songs we were just talking about, one of your favorites. You stole my thunder. I can't believe it. No, No, I mean, I I love the little drummer boy. It sounds kind of silly, but there's that line in there that says, I have no, I'm going to cry. I have no gifts to bring. And then so he plays his drum. And it kind of brings me, you, you know, us first full circle. Really, we can play music for him, or we just are. We are good. We are. We praise him. Those are the gifts that we can bring, and that's what that song means to me. And of course, I like the cartoon, but I love that song. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's great. It's, it is wonderful because if you know the little the little verses. Everyone can pa-rumpa-pum-pum. <laughs> well, Brenda, thanks so much for calling in. And again, our phone number here, 888-914-9149. As we're talking about some of our favorite Christmas songs, favorite Christmas movies here on The Inner Life today. Just having a fun hour being able to talk about some of those, what they mean to us. And uh, inviting you to share what those songs or those films mean to you, how they allow you to enter into this time of expectation of our Lord coming into the world at Christmas. 888-914-9149. We'll be back with more with Father Michael Hurley, more of your phone calls next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour sponsored by Ave Maria Mutual Funds, where financial goals are aligned with pro-life values and fund decisions are based on investment fundamentals designed to preserve and grow wealth without violating moral beliefs. More information at AveMariaFunds.com. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room And heaven and nature sing And heaven and nature sing And heaven and heaven and nature sing Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond. And today, speaking with Father Michael Hurley and inviting you into the conversation as we're talking about some of our favorite Christmas songs, some of our favorite Christmas movies, things that allow us 
to really enter more deeply into this time of expecting and celebrating the birth of Jesus. What about you? What's your favorite Christmas song? What's that line or that that phrase that really has spoken to you in a Christmas song or a Christmas carol? What's a Christmas movie that has helped you be able to reflect on our Lord's birth? And again, our phone number here, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. You can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. That's the email address. Um, Father, let's go to Wendy, who is listening to us in Southern California. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the Inner Life. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. My favorite song is Silent Night. Um, we learned it as children in school, and uh, it... It could put tears in our eyes, uh, along with uh, uh, some of the other songs, um, because it said it, it, it talks. Uh, the lyrics had, you know, round yon, yon virgin, uh, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Um, I sang it uh, the other day in a in a classroom. I'm a substitute teacher, public school. And uh, it, this happened uh, when I was expecting the children to join me. There, there was a line referring to Silent Night in the storybook I was reading, and they didn't seem to know what it was. Oh. And uh, so I sang it for them alone, and a hush uh, fell over the room. Yeah. So I think parents should stand, you know, if your local school isn't, uh, if it's fading away, if the Silent Night's fading away, uh, please come, come join in the schools. So the children know, and it will touch their hearts. Yeah, when, no, thanks for sharing that story. You, you, the way you describe it is almost like, um, kind of almost sacramental. In other words, the song itself speaks to the, 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 the quiet moments of Christ's birth, but when you sing it, it actually <laughs> creates that quiet hush, right? It creates the very environment it sings about because of its beauty. That's, that's a great story. Yeah, you know, a, a parish that our family used to attend, before we had moved, um, every... Christmas vigil mass that we would go to because we had kids that were singing in the children's choir and that sort of thing. But they would have a few different songs that we would hear at every single mass. Um, one of them was the one that played right as we came into this segment, Joy to the World. I always remember, I think that that might have been maybe the end song for mass, but we would also, I think, always we sang Angels We Have Heard on High with the Gloria that you're singing there in the chorus, and then Silent Night. And Silent Night, I remember many years, I don't know if it was every year at this parish, but many years it would be right after communion. Everybody has gone back, and the lights are kind of dimmed down, and then just as a congregation we join together and sing Silent Night. And there's something so beautiful. I'm I'm actually just getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. (laughs) Just that, that, that dark, silent meditation on the words of that song being able to be there together as the body of Christ and anticipating Jesus coming into the world yeah no I I me too as well Josh because we have um it's exactly what we do here at our, our parish where we do the kind of the po we do the post-communion we do the Gloria <laughs> and then we do the post-communion reflection is the silent night and we have the you know with our big beautiful um, you know, Gothic church, we have all the instrumentation and the, and the, and the choir there. So you've got the, you know, when the violins hit the, <laughs> hit the appropriate spot, it's, you're just, it's chills, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, 
really just uh, it, it it's all of a sudden in, in your you feel Christmas. I don't know how to put it other. You feel it's like yeah, this is it. Right, <laughs> we've arrived. Yep. We've arrived exactly. We've yeah. arrived exactly. That, that moves our hearts. Yeah. Well, how about you, Father? What's uh, what's one of your favorite Christmas songs? Yeah, no, I mean all, every every one that we've mentioned is certainly is, is there, but but one that I just haven't been mentioned yet is, and it does take it, it has a kind of a range of uh, musical quality, but Oh Holy Night oh, sure. is one that that, that I love. Mean, it's, it's just the uh, when you hit the the uh, the chorus with the, the falling on your knees and you're hearing the angels' voices, O Night Divine, when Christ was born, that that it just the 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 uh, the music itself kind of ramps you up. You know, you, it's the the, the verses are. It kind of Silent Night esque in terms of their kind of melodic kind of flow, so they kind of get you prepare a rhythm, and then you you soar as you fall. So the fall on your knees soars musically, but it's but the the the, the movement then calls us to like prostrate before the Lord and and to uh, to give our lives to Him as the angels uh, sing the glory around us. So that just that juxtaposition is makes it one of my favorites for sure. Our phone number, if you would like to share your favorite Christmas song or a favorite Christmas movie, 888-914-9149. What's that movie or that song that has helped you be able to enter into that, that reflection, that meditation upon our Lord coming into the world that has helped really bring that true meaning of Christmas home for you? And again, the phone number, 888-914-9149. Father, not just to be exclusively talking about music, um, you know, some of the movies that are out there, there's a lot of movies, boy, that focus on, you know, Santa, on, you know, kind of that secular idea of Christmas. Um, the, The one thing that's always nice to be able to kind of remind ourselves, Santa Claus, of course, you know, the St. Nicholas character, that's a real historical saint for us in the church, and, you know, it's something that's been kind of taken away from its true roots in secular celebration of Christmas. But the, just even taking a moment to reflect on the generosity of St. Nicholas himself can help us kind of get back to the, the Christian uh, underpinnings of Christmas itself. Absolutely, and I think it's, it's you know, no accident that we actually the feast of Saint Nicholas is actually during Advent, right? Right. So, so it's in this time of year when we it's it's not like in the summer or something like that. It's it's right here in this time of year when we reflect on the real historical bishop, the person who actually gave you know gifts to those who are in need and brought there. I mean, as the most famous story goes, just was enabled. Um, you know, the, the, these women who wouldn't otherwise have had the dowry, the means to be married at that time, to basically give them a life, give them a sense of, 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 of their vocation, and just by making that happen anonymously, but, uh, but, but powerfully. And so for, for us, I mean, the, 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 the Santa Claus, which is kind of like the big jolly kind of character who, who kind of gives us wish fulfillment, is, 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 is rooted in, but, but, but uh, a message for us uh, to say that we we're, we're to play that part of being generous to others. As in other words, it's the season for not just receiving gifts, as we do, but for giving gifts, for sharing what we've been given in, in, a, in a kind of fulsome way. Again, our phone number, 888-914-9149, as we're talking about our favorite Christmas songs, our favorite Christmas movies. And Father Isabel is calling in from Whittier, California. Isabel, sounds like you've got a favorite movie you'd like to share. I do. Thank you so much for taking my call. I am a big fan of It's a Wonderful Life. 
um, with the guardian angel and every you know as the little girl says every time a bell rings an angel gets his wings and just that story of george being not the superstar like we would like today but he was definitely that that um that role model of everyone in the town and when they rallied around him like i still tear up yeah yeah it's kind of a classic underdog story but not from a a sense of it's not like the underdog who does great things it's just the underdog who recognizes <laughs> finally <laughs> the great things that he was just already doing. Uh, Isabel, love. Yeah, yeah, no, the, it's love. such a great movie, and uh, I—it's <laughs> one of those I—I I don't know, uh, Father, what you think, but I could probably spend the rest of the hour just talking about that movie and so many sure. wonderful moments in that. <laughs> but it also has kind of a feel that. Um, even though it looks from a different angle, it looks from a man who has done good rather than um, someone who is kind of miserly, but it has that same sort of look at what life was like, could have been like as a Christmas carol, you know, the, the Scrooge and the Bob Cratchit, um, you know, characters that uh, that story has been told over and over and over adapted into so many movies. Um, I actually think my favorite version of A Christmas Carol might be the Muppets version. That's one oh, that, yeah. for some reason, it just, I, I think they did such a nice job with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's, it's definitely underrated. It, it's got the, because uh, it's got, it's got a little, um, there's also a likeness, so you can, you can, you know, show it to children That's without, right. you know, without the kind of the, the scariness of especially the third, <laughs> third guest involved. But, uh, but it's, it's got some nice musical Marley and Marley. <laughs> it's kind of a fun little, they do a little, uh, 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 duet there, <laughs> but no, but it, but it, it's it's they they get the um that, what, what struck me about that, especially watching it with uh, uh, younger relatives, is uh, when the ghost first visits Scrooge and says and gives the line that you know I I these chains that are around me I was forging in my life they were invisible to me then but but I was forging them because of my miserliness and my greediness and, and, and my sense of selfishness, basically to paraphrase. And, uh, and my, actually one of my little nieces turned to me and said, you know, they, they realized that the ghost part of it was, you know, perhaps uh, fiction, but they said to me, is that true? <laughs> is that true that we do forge, you know, chains around ourselves when we're selfish? And I said, Absolutely. <laughs> that is true. That that we are paralyzed by our acts of selfishness in a way we can't fully appreciate now, but when it comes time <laughs> to be before the Lord, that's that's the that's the reality of it. And I could just you could just see the kind of like dawning apprehension of <laughs> of, of the reality of that. And so that that's the for many reasons, but I just that particular scene uh, really hit home with me in the terms of the the, 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 the contrary to the you know, the ways in which we can our selfishness actually keeps us uh, from receiving the joy of this season. Talking about our favorite Christmas movies, favorite Christmas songs here on The Inner Life, and taking your phone calls as well, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Let's go back to the phones. Tom, listening in Grand Terrace, California. Tom, welcome to The Inner Life. What are uh, some of your favorite Christmas songs? Well, I, I echo Father's uh, sentiment on O Holy Night, as well as Noel. Mm. And uh, I, I wanted to say that uh, the the art of music, and especially during this time of the season, those who have kind of fleed the church and wandered away, I think of them kind of as 
like sheep gone off and kind of turned away from the voice of Christ. And then during this time of the season, their childhood comes alive. And those songs have a way of being the voice of Christ, calling them back. You know, it just touches that human soul. Even sometimes when you don't want to be touched, it just touches you. And I think some of the Bavarian or the Austrian, the children's choirs uh, really touch me in the way um, the music is transcendent. It just elevates you up no matter. uh, It's almost as if you you can't not be moved by it. It's a spiritual way. I don't know if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And and Tommy, you're you're so right that... um, there's the evangelical, we might say, <laughs> quality to the the music and the and the and the and the, the, the liturgy and uh, and all that we celebrate that that speaks to something deep within our hearts, <laughs> God's God's love and His presence. That's kind of undeniable. <laughs> it's kind of undeniable. Thanks for the call, Tom. And again, our phone number here eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. I also want to mention. If you would like to listen to Christmas music that we've selected here at Relevant Radio, um, a lot of times when you turn on secular radio stations, you'll hear very little, if any, mention of Christ. You won't hear any mentions of the birth in Bethlehem. You won't hear anything that points to the true meaning of Christmas, but you can stream Christmas music that we have available on our website, relevantradio.com, or through the Relevant Radio app. If you see that banner there, um, you can just click on that, and you'll be able to stream uh, Christmas music, a lot of beautiful uh, instrumental and choral arrangements, along with just some great, you know, kind of classic, classic Christmas standards mixed in there. But again, you can find that on our website, relevantradio.com, and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll also be playing a lot of that music on the days of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day itself coming up here. But again, welcoming you to call in with your favorite Christmas songs or Christmas movies, how they have helped you to be able to focus on that true meaning of Christmas. Maybe there's a line from a song that's really spoken to you or a Christmas movie that has helped you, uh, you know, as it emphasizes that message, that goal to live a life that brings God's message of peace on earth and goodwill to all of humanity. Our phone number here into the studio, 888-914-9149, You can email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com, and we will be right back here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour is sponsored by St. Gregory Recovery Center, helping you or a loved one live a substance-free life. Information at relevantradio.com slash Gregory. That's relevantradio.com slash Gregory. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. On Christmas Day in the morning. And what was in those ships, all three, on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. And what was in those ships, all three, on Christmas Day in the morning. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Talking today about our favorite Christmas songs, our favorite Christmas movies, and uh, inviting you to share those songs or those movies that really have spoken to you, uh, that have conveyed that true meaning of Christmas, being generous, focusing on our Lord's entrance into the world 
at Christmas. Our phone number to call in, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Also, you can email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And I, I, I think most of the people that are calling in are calling about different Christmas songs, so we're going to try and take as many of your calls as we can here. But I want to mention one more. It's, it's not technically a movie. It's actually a television special, but it's one that I had watched probably every year of my life growing up, and it has, I think, maybe the most overt Christmas Christian message. And Father, you probably you could probably guess what I'm I'm talking about yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. The Absolutely. Charlie yeah, Brown Christmas Charlie special. Brown. Yeah. yeah, and uh, wanted to just take a few moments here to play that key moment that <laughs> played on network TV for so many years. I think last year was the first time it didn't air on live network TV, but it was still available to stream in so many locations. This is where Charlie Brown is asking uh, about the true meaning of Christmas. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Every year, you get to hear that uh, the little voice of Linus there. And uh, Father, uh, I, I just I can't think of another film, another television special that was so overt that hit so many millions of people year after year. No, and it's in God bless Charles Schultz, because I, you may know and, and, and might be familiar, but I'll just mention it here. Um, the network did not want that. That's right. <laughs> and, and, they, and they cut and they, they said, you, you can't do it. We got to We got to find, you know, find a euphemistic way or, you know, kind of a generalize it. And he said, no, if 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 that whole verse of Luke isn't isn't read, not only will you not I you know you can't do the special or you want you can't have rights to any of my characters ever again. And so basically, just he he played the the uh, the nuclear option for an artist, basically saying I you won't you won't be able to do business anymore unless this is played. So he he basically staked his career and his reputation on insisting on that particular gospel to be read at that particular moment and god bless them because i as tom was mentioning earlier it's it's a it's evangelization to those who are just anyone who who might be happen to watching that and especially for those for whom it's nostalgic even beyond if you will a particular um faith tradition father let's go back to the phones and again our phone number if you'd like to call in with your favorite christmas song or favorite christmas movie that helps you enter into that true meaning of christmas our phone number 888-914-9149 rita is calling in from houston texas hi rita welcome to the inner life you're on the air yes good morning this will be quick we um our daughter had two boys and finally had her little girl that was so cute and so sweet. And when she was almost three years old, we were at the children's liturgy um, at, on Christmas Eve. She was all dressed up so pretty. Her daddy was holding her so cute. And the opening hymn, or the entrance hymn, was a, 
Angels We Have Heard on High. Mm, and when yeah. it and it has that wonderful glory glory to God uh, yeah. chorus in it, just absolutely magnificent. And the choir was doing beautifully, and congregation was singing it beautifully. And it got to the end, and our sweet little Catherine said, "That was a great song." <laughs> two years old, two years old. It's, it, we were in the second row, and even the priest got a great big grin on his face. And ever since then, that's a very special hymn to me because she was so moved by it at age two, and she is now a senior acolyte, making her first, making her confirmation this year, oh, and it's um, just very special to me. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes, I love it. Yeah, oh, such it, a great story. It, exactly, exactly. And every time I hear it now, it it, it rings true. I listen to it even better now. But I had to share that because it was so special. Uh, Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thanks for calling in, Rita. Uh, Father wanted to share, uh, Iris, she had emailed us, said, Away in a Manger. That always pulls at my heartstrings. She says, I first heard it when I was working in retail. There was a country version of it that came on. Mm. I was having a very stressful day, but that song reminded me of what's important about the season a few years later, when my husband and I were expecting our first daughter, we were not making much money. We were living in a one-bedroom apartment, and I was worried about how we wouldn't have a nursery for her or any of the fancy things that other babies have. When that sa- a song came on, I appreciated it from a whole new perspective, realizing that my daughter would still be in a much tidier place than our Savior was. It's <laughs> such a humbling song. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Iris, thanks for sending that in. I, you know, I had a similar experience, Father, where uh, we had um, Isabel who had called in and shared It's a Wonderful Life, you know, saying that's one of her favorite Christmas movies. And I remember the first time I had watched that after having children and having such a different perspective then of looking at George Bailey, where he's worried, is he going to go to prison? Is he going to, you know, have to file for bankruptcy? Is he going to be, uh, you know, held on charges of theft or corruption? And watching that now as a father and your whole family there, you know, there's more than just me to consider at this moment. It really changed the way that that movie spoke to me. And so just like Iris was saying, you know, away in a manger, all of a sudden she's expecting her daughter and it gives such a new perspective. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about our faith in general. You know, we have these stories that we hear again and again, but when we are at a different place in our lives, a message we've heard before can take on such deeper meaning. Absolutely. Lulu's petals hit a little different when you have a little Lulu in your life. That's right. That's right. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Father, let's go back to the phones here. We have got, let's see, Beth is calling in from Diamond Bar, California. Hi, Beth. I know you've been holding for a while. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, no problem. Um, I am changing things up a little bit. I know that everything, everyone has been talking about more Christian songs and Catholic songs. And well, my favorite is Christmas shoes. And it's not necessarily, you know, secular, but um, it is not as, uh, it's not singing to God or glorifying God in the traditional sense, but rather like, loving your honoring your father and mother and you're loving others and wanting to do the best for them um you know through because of the love of god and like through god's love giving everything i think that like kind of like brenda when she first called in the first caller she said little drummer boy and i was like oh yeah 
no wonder I always feel like similar between when I'm listening to both songs because it is a little boy who's singing and he's singing uh, he's talking about like giving a gift but he doesn't really have much and he's poor and I'm not really sure if the song Christmas Shoes says that but in the song the little boy is basically saying like I don't have much time I gotta hurry I want to buy these shoes like I gotta get home to my mom because she's going to go see Jesus tonight, and I think that's just so beautiful to give her a gift to, you know, right before she dies, and unfortunately um, I'm, you know, she's passing away, but he, he wants to do the best thing he possibly can before she dies, and we don't need shoes in, you know, in heaven, but he wants her to look beautiful, and I think that's so, such a, uh, like, selfless thing to sacrifice your last bit of money, and Especially children don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, I and you may know this, but it is a it's it's written by it's definitely the the artist or it's a Christian song group that uh, uh, called New Song that came up with that song. So it's it's definitely has that idea of sacrifice and generosity in mind. Um, you know, based on Christ, as, as you say, it doesn't mention Christ explicitly, but it's definitely coming from that uh, from that vantage point. Well, and it also has that kind of idea that you know, when we help one of the least of our brothers or sisters, yeah, when there's somebody who is in need, you know, and this is going back to one of those corporal works of mercy, you know, to feed yeah. or or to to clothe the naked, and if there's somebody who is there doesn't have enough money, and he's trying to do, you know, like she said, the little boy who's trying to get shoes for his mother, but he knows his mother is is uh, you know going to pass away soon. There's also that kind of association with burying the dead that, that becomes another uh, corporal work of mercy. So there, there are those messages there. It might not be as overt as some of the other songs we've talked about, but it definitely has that thematic approach. And that's, uh, again, I think, you know, going back to so many of the different songs or movies that we see in our culture, if we look and say, you know, even though there's not that overt Christian message, if there is that message of wanting to care for someone who is in need, um, you know, the, when when you make a donation at one of those red buckets outside of a, a store, it's not like you end up having them proselytize you right then. But you know, yeah. this is a Christian act of generosity. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, and it, it's it's the the the, the idea I think is that um, is is that. There's not how to put it. God has made us, whether we like it for Him, so to speak. We have that God-shaped hole in our heart, and to the extent that we desire the Lord, desire love, any act of love is going to be, in a sense, an act of the divine presence in us. In other words, it's not God's love and our love. Our love is, if you will, an echo of God's love in us. And so, any kind of act of generosity, any sense of selflessness, any sense of kindness. Is, is rooted in the very author of all of that. Father, let's try and get one more phone call on here. Dan is calling in from Silver Springs, Maryland. Dan, or down to just our last minute or so, but wanted to get you on. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Merry Christmas. Uh, certainly, Merry Christmas. Um, what child is this comes to mind, Holly mm. and Ivy, and the wonderful uh, once in Royal David City. I recommend all the listeners to, to go to YouTube and and tune in the King's College Choir, and you'll be in for an extremely uh, spiritual and uplifting experience. That is a fabulous 
uh, choir over there in England. But uh, I would, uh, I just, I'd like to differentiate between the choral music and a, and a lot of the commercial. I, I hate to use the term schlock, but there's a lot of Santa Baby and Rudolph stuff on the radio, and they don't seem to get around to the beautiful, true meaning through the choral music of of, of Christ coming. Yeah, no, thank, thanks, Dan. That's 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 it's, it's well said, and I think there's there's such like I said diversity of of different ways of connecting to the season that, that, you know, we, we that choral, if you will, kind of like, um, uh, that music that elevates us certainly is, is, uh, both appropriate and, and you can't, you can't not be moved by it at, at a certain level. Well, and I think there's certain songs that just sound better when there is a choir singing yeah. them, you know, the, yeah. uh, as, as we talked about angels, we have heard on high that Gloria, one person singing sounds good, but boy, to hear that, choir of angels kind of represented there by so many voices joining together. Father, uh, we're out of time. Great conversation. Thanks for being here with us. Um, before we do wrap up, could I ask you to offer a blessing for our listeners? <laughs> may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance towards you and may you experience the peace and joy of this Christmas season. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Father, thanks as always for being with us and have a very Merry Christmas. Pleasure. Likewise, Josh. Merry Christmas to to everyone. Thank you. Uh, Stay tuned. We've got Mass that's going to start here momentarily. Join us tomorrow. We're going to talk about how to celebrate Christmas as a Catholic. What are some of those distinctly Catholic things that we can bring into our celebration?